Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Chelsea. Okay, so I just had a very quick turnaround. Uh I just came from L.A. to Whistler right after the Critics' Choice Awards, which were Sunday. Monday morning, I woke up with my new baby, Doug. My dog, (laughs) Doug, is a fucking dream boat. I feel like all of my dog karma has finally come full circle. Amazing. I mean, Chunk was my my very best. He was my sweetheart, my first. He made me a mother. But this dog is, it's almost like my dream dog is in front of me. And I had to go to, so the same place I got Bert and Bernice, they had some chows. So they brought some chows to audition for me in LA (laughs) when I was home for the Critics' Choice Awards. I came home for four days and I went to this park. Oh, this is a good story. I went to this park and this guy's walking towards me and there's these two metal gates and I kind of opened them to, I'm looking for these dog people because they said they were bringing me two chows. And so I'm looking for these dog people and I have the gates like open, like, I don't know, two inches each. I hadn't shut them because I was just peeking in to see if I was at the right place. This guy comes running up to me and he's like, can you please shut the metal gates? (laughs) And I I go, well, no, I will when I get back out. I'm I'm, I'm just taking a look. He goes, it takes one second before there is a dog killed on Barrington. And I go, sir, you need to relax. I am looking for a dog right now. And he goes, oh, oh, you're looking for a dog. How funny. You must have, you already lost your dog. You lost your dog. Oh, God. You lost. And I was looking at him. I go, sir, whatever happened to you this morning has nothing to do with me. So shut up and stop communicating with me. And then he goes, you celebrities are so entitled. You are. I go, oh, oh, really? That's what this is about me being a celebrity mm-hmm. and coming into mm-hmm. a dog park? Mm-hmm. I go, sir, just stop talking to me. And I, they were across the street at a different park. But right as I was walking away, he goes, Chelsea Handler, you're a whore. <laughs> What an interesting choice of something I mean, to say. Such, uh, he was so unhinged <laughs> that it was so funny. Like I yeah. couldn't stop laughing. Like Chelsea Handler, you're a whore. <laughs> like that, I'm like I couldn't. Wait. I I wanted to go, sir. I want you to go home tonight, and when you're reflecting on your day, like what? <laughs> 
are you thinking? Like, way to go. Way to go uh, off on Chelsea Handler because she's such an entitled bitch because she opened a gate at a dog park uh, and didn't close it. Oh, my God. It, that is when you know it's, like, just not about you. Just oh my not God, about it you. It was so funny. It was so funny. But anyway, so anyway, I met Doug. <laughs> Who is beautiful. D- Doug is eight. Okay. Do you know how hard it is to get a full chow? The reason I've never had a full chow is because you have to buy them. And I don't want to buy a dog. I want to rescue dogs, yeah. obviously. So I've never had a full chow. Doug is eight months. He's a baby. I've never had a, a baby. I mean, I had Gary, but you know how that went. I had to return Gary yeah. to send her. But he's eight months. He's housebroken. He's oh. black. He is full-bodied. He is a lover. Oh, he my loves Mabel. Mabel's already trying to pull her bullshit and stir up <laughs> shit by him. taking him. She has him right now because he has to get vaccinated to come to Canada. Mm-hmm. And then Casey's going to drive him up here next week. Oh, good. But I literally padded my bed because I moved into my new house. My bedroom and my gym and my bathroom are ready. So I'm like hotel living. Yay. The rest of the house is still a construction site. But I'm like, I don't care. I'm moving in. I pat my bed and Doug just comes up on the bed. He rolls around, plays with you. He runs. I've never had a dog that could run. <laughs> and he is a lover. He loves Aww. Felix. He loves Mabel. He loves Carla. He loves Casey. He loves me. He's so cuddly. He lies on his back and puts his legs up in the air for you to oh rub his my belly. God. I mean, it's my dream dog. And I'm like, it's happening. Chelsea. After all these years, I finally got a dream dog. And you listened to your gut and you waited for him and he waited for you. And it's it's love. It is love. I love Doug. And you were just telling Z-Way that you wanted to, a black chow because she has black chows and you're like oh my god I want this so it just it worked out perfectly. I know and, and I mean you don't get an eight-month-old dog that is a full chow no. that is beautiful and he's housebroken oh that's that's truly the cherry I on mean top. he's just a, I, I just am so lucked out I feel so grateful for this dog and he is gonna he and I are gonna have such a great time together yeah. are he and Bernice getting along Bernice is in Whistler so okay. I'm with Bernice I wanted to come back and have some alone time with her before because she and I are just finally hitting our stride too. Yeah. And so I don't know how she's going to feel about Doug, but I have a feeling that Doug is going to put a little pep in her step. Yeah. Because she needs to pick up the fucking pace. That's definitely what's happened with Mimsy is like she's eight, she's getting a little crotchety, but like she runs around after these puppies and I'm like, this is the best thing we could have done for her health, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think that's true. So that's mm-hmm. good. The Critics' Choice was a fucking blast. Oh my God. You look so amazing. Oh, thank you. I had such an incredible time. So many incredible moments. And the overall feeling I had that I recognized on that day was – I've done so many high profile events, you know, where mm-hmm. there's pressure or filming your special or filming something and or doing award shows, you name it. This was one of the first times where I recognized that I had no nerves at mm. all. I was just pure excitement. Like I couldn't wait to get out on stage and and show everyone how it's done. Like I couldn't wait to go show my professionalism and that, you know, like, and I just wanted it to happen. I was like, it was noon. I'm like, I want to go. And then between my fashion and my looks and all the hair and makeup, I mean, I've never spoken about fashion and dresses more than I did leading up to this with my team because we had so many dresses that looked so incredible and we had to keep Mm -hmm. narrowing it down and and they wanted me to do more outfit changes and I just think that's silly. I'm not going (laughs) to just, the night isn't about the host changing. So I didn't want to do that many, but anyway, it was one of those nights where I just was so in my own feet and in my own body with every moment and I was like, I know I could do this and I'm going to crush it. And I did. And it was just like a very beautiful cementing of like all my hard work and all of my 
focus and energy and doing all the work that you do on yourself, like yeah. you don't necessarily see it right away, which is why I think people get frustrated with therapy or with meditation or with any of these other things because they want instant results. And it doesn't mm-hmm. work instantly. It works in phases. And like, I'm in this moment right now, and this isn't going to last forever either. I'm sure I will have find a time to be insecure about something again. But to recognize that you're in these moments when you are in your flow state and you are firing and you're in the zone is an amazing, very fulfilling feeling. Yeah. And you could really tell, too. It it showed on your face. It showed in your body. You just seemed like you were up there having fun and it, like just filled with joy. Like you seemed very relaxed. And I also have to say this because we talked about this. I Well, we're going to talk about this, but I was very relaxed. There were a couple people that were going to be at this show when I saw, like, you know, when I was rehearsing and you see all these names and you're like, oh, my God, fucking Harrison Ford sitting right in front of me (laughs) and fucking De Niro is there. And you're like, I'm going to be, you know. And and there were a couple of people there that I thought for sure did not like me. Like, I I just had a feeling these people did not like me. Sure. There are three people, actually, that I was like, oh, that person doesn't like me. That person doesn't like me. All three of those people came up to me and gave me kudos <gasps> for my show, for the sh- for the show, for my career, for things that like it was just so funny that I had these three people in mind, and in succession, all three of those people approached me, telling me, giving me compliments. That's so funny because they also kind of just like thought that, but not come up and told you about it. Like no, but it's like this universal intelligence uh-huh. that we keep talking about, or that I keep banging on about. I'm just feeling it so much. I, I just feel so grounded lately that I just know, That's like, awesome. I know what I'm doing. I know what's right. I know that. I just thought, I'm just going to win these three people over tonight. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And whether they were not on my side to begin with or not is irrelevant because that's the right attitude. Even if you have people that don't like you or you've had a bad experience with, you can turn on it always. You can always, there's always an opportunity to give them a new experience and a new version of you. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, congratulations. That's such an achievement. And you looked like you had a lot of fun. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And who knew I finally have the body I want when I'm 48 years old. I mean, honestly, I am in the best shape of my life and I'm 48. So anyone listening to me, it is possible. So it just, it is getting better. My life is getting better with age, I have to say. Like a fine yeah. wine. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, today we have a very special guest who you know very well. Oh, yes. We have my boo on today. Okay. Yes. She's a comedian. She has a new special on Max called Salute Me or Shoot Me. And please, yes, yes, watch it. She's awesome. Sam J. Moms are more than the stuff they do for us. The laundry, cooking, and driving. And by the way, dad should be helping with that stuff too. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best, and that's why Books is giving you 25% off your entire order of farm-fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Here's what's great about the Books Company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you cannot find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mother. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code CHELSEA. Me. 
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Okay, I've got this fucking bitch with me right now, <laughs> Sam J. Okay, and first of all, if you haven't seen her stand up special, you better watch it because it's really, really funny. Mm. Have you actually watched it, Chelsea? Yeah, yes. Oh, okay. Of course I watched it. I posted about it. <laughs> I fucking posted about it, bitch, but you don't even know how to use the internet. So how the fuck would you know? I don't know how to use the internet. I know. <laughs> I mean, would you, you really watch it? You think I would say I watched it if I didn't watch it? I don't know. It felt like you were like, doing a commercial. Well, I mean, I am because you're on the podcast. <laughs> so Sam's late to the podcast. By the way, Sam's late to everything. So let's I just am. get that out of the way. Sam's late to the podcast because she took a shower where? Uh, at the Delta Sky Lounge okay. in LAX. And she was excited about telling that to me. She was excited to share that with me. So I have a little story to back it up. Did you wash your legs? I do wash my legs. Okay, because mm-hmm. I got a talking to you from... Sam is in a long-term relationship with a woman who uh, is batshit crazy. And her name is fucking Yaya. We're going to have her on the podcast at some time, too, because she would be really good oh, at giving people my advice. Gosh, she she will go that. off on people. Because she, she went off on me. They came to Mallorca. We had a comedy weekend. We had Vanessa Gonzalez, who, you know, opens for me on my tour. We had her partner. He's not her husband. And then Yaya and Sam are a couple. Then Fortune. Fortune, yeah. Fortune Feimster and her wife, Jax. Mm-hmm. And then... Jamie was just random. Jamie Greenberg, my makeup artist. She was oh, random. Nice. <laughs> and um, I was assaulted by Yaya. I mean, emotionally <laughs> assaulted so many times throughout the vacation. <laughs> And she fucking will flip. She's she, That bitch will flip on a dime. She is fucking normal and fun. And then it's, it, after 9 p.m., something happens at 9 where she's just like, listen, bitch. And, and then she starts yelling at me for being white. And one of the conversations, she's always yelling at me for being white, you know, like I had the choice. And then one of the days we got in this conversation about white girls showering versus black girls showering. Yes. And I've had this conversation with Tiffany. Haddish. Haddish, yes. Because yes. she said the same thing to me once. She it's was true. like, do you wash your legs in the shower? And I was like, wash my legs? I'm like, I don't I don't think so. I mean, That's what are my so legs? so crazy that you guys don't do that. 
They're clever. Whoa, They're- you believe this too. That's See, I right. had to start though because I heard <laughs> tell about this and I was like, I guess I got to wash my legs, but I never used to. That is, I really want to know like how this step gets skipped. Okay, I'm going to tell you because first of all, my legs are covered most of the day. So what's getting in there? You're still sweating and stuff, bro. I'm not leg sweating. All right. My, my legs are not sweating. Your legs are not sweating no, at all. I'm by, I have my underarms. That's a sweaty area. Sometimes- all right, this is what I want you to do. Before, the one time you shower, before you do anything, take a white rag. All right. Soap it. That's a good idea, actually. Clean your legs and see what's on the rag. Okay. And then you will understand that there's dirt on your legs. Okay. I am so busy wiping my Pikachu clean and (laughs) cleaning my asshole (laughs) and my underarms that I'm like, that. those are my three hot spots. And I very, very rarely, sometimes the bottom of my feet, if, if things got dicey that day. Come on, Pikachu. So then Sam was like, I can't believe white girls don't wash their legs. You have to wash your legs. You have to wash your legs. So I I tried it like a few times. And I was like, I reported back to Yaya too. I was like, all right, I've been washing my legs. And I'm like, I just don't feel that much of a difference. (laughs) Because I feel like my legs, even when I ski, even when I ski, which I know you're not going to fucking do. I I ski. I ski. Oh. I told you that I know how to ski. I'm from Boston. Uh, I would need like a refresher because I haven't skied in a long time, but I know I know the mechanics of skiing. Okay, okay, you're right. Anyway, my point was, even when I ski, I am fucking, like everyone gets hot and sweaty when they ski. I my, I don't even ski with underpants on. Like I ski oh, wow. with ski pants and nothing else because I'm so warm all the time. So my legs are definitely but never not sweating. sweating. You, do your underarms sweat? Are you just not a sweat person? No, my underarms will sweat. I okay. can get some funk going there. Like nothing it, in the crack right here. No, no, no sweat. Build I mean, up I don't here. look back there a lot, so okay. I don't know what's going on back there. <laughs> She's talking to the back of my knees, and I'm not doing anything back there. I mean, unless somebody was holding me up, by, like I was having crazy sex, and they were holding my legs behind my head, like pushing on the backs of my knees. Uh-huh. Maybe then I would have fingerprints or something. But that's the most I can. <laughs> Imagine. Anyway, we had them there for a week, and let's talk about some of the highlights of that week, because that was fucking fun. It was a great week. My favorite part of the story is that Sam revealed to us at the end of the trip that on their way to my house in Spain, (laughs) that they didn't know what kind of host I was going to be, so that they had made alternative backup plans (laughs) in case they had to get out of Dodge, because I was like a nightmare, or... What, what was the reasoning? Break it down for our listeners. I mean, you just never know, like, especially, like, with, like, you're, like, I would, you know what? You're a comedy legend, Chelsea. Uh. You're a comedy <laughs> legend. Um, Thank you, Sam. You're, you are just a high-level comedian. You've had a lot of success. A lot of people love you. You can kind of go anywhere on this planet, and people are like, yeah, that's Chelsea Handler, and she's the best. And that type of energy makes some people crazy. So I just wasn't sure. Like, it's one thing you meet people in passing, or you have a quick moment here and there, and you're like, they chill. But then you're in their home. They might not be so chill. So I just didn't want to be stuck in Mallorca in your house if you, if you, <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't that chill. So I was like, well, let's just make sure we have some other options I, fucking, I fucking love that. <laughs> I mean, how funny is that? And I'm, I honestly, I am always ready to bounce. Like, I have a special <laughs> signal to Carla when I'm traveling. And I and I don't stay with a lot of people because I have the same, I have the same experiences. Yeah. I don't like being under somebody else's watch. I don't like not being able to open up a fridge. I need to be, have access to everything. And I don't want to be everyone looking around at me. Like, I need to feel like I'm home. So I don't have a lot. I don't like to stay with a lot of people. And so sometimes I just text Carla one letter and that means I gotta go. And yeah, we means- had our we had our signal. 
Yeah, well, we had our I bet. Yeah, it was ready, but it was not necessary. Let's say that. It was not necessary. Yeah, we had a good time. The other thing that Sam did, I mean, I would like to report on her being a guest now. Because the (laughs) other thing Sam did was she didn't bring any drugs. I didn't. She didn't bring any drugs to Spain, but then wanted all of my drugs. I did. Which, as a generous host, listen, everyone everyone who knows me knows how I'm a giver. You can take the shirt off my back, and I will fucking fly around topless. You know what I mean? I don't need it. (laughs) And I'm always happy to give. But I was almost out of drugs. Out of drugs by the time Sam left. I had to give her medicine every Every 30 seconds. And then... Every 30 seconds. Well, okay, fine. Every 45 <laughs> seconds. And then fucking Yaya is like, bitch, what you doing to my girlfriend? You fucking... She's on the ground. She's all sorts of fucked up because you gave her some LSD or mushroom or whatever the fuck. And I was like, Yaya, please don't act like I'm the problem here. Like, clearly Sam is the problem and you are... You already know about it. Chelsea is kind of a bad influence because... <laughs> I'm a great influence. I've never done acid before. It, I was like, I won't do that. That sounds nutty. And it tells me, it's like, just do it and shut up. And I was like, all right. And it was great. I'm sounds like it was a perfect one. combination of the two. You liked it. the LSD. I liked it. It was a cool vibe. It, it was on the same vibe as mushrooms, yeah, I think. Yeah, it wasn't crazy. Oh, was actually, like I have some chocolate mushrooms in my thing. I can give to you. I, see, I'm still trying to give she to her. Drug I'm pusher. still trying to give to her. So then we go to New York City, and uh, I, d- during our trip, Sam had these Louis Vuitton, like, Birkenstock type of shoes that I used one day. I wore one day because I didn't have them. And I was like, wow, these are really nice. These are really broken in. Like, I would I, I'd love this. And Yaya was like, oh, we'll get you a pair. I'm like, actually, like, I wouldn't mind this pair. You know, because they were all all the work already. They were already broken in. I was like, seems like we have the same exact foot situation already. Anyway, we go to dinner. Sam's in LA. I go to dinner with Yaya, some other friends in New York City, and fucking Yaya, her crazy bitch girlfriend, wife, girlfriend, wife, soon to be wife. Yeah, we'll keep that on the back. We we have to keep her at the crazy bitch. It's complicated. She shows up to our dinner with a DHL box that was literally the size of a, of a Toyota Echo. It was that big. She's like, did you get our present? We sent you a thank you present. I'm like, you don't need to send me a thing. She goes, oh, no, no, no. We did. We did. We sent you a thank you present. Did you like the glasses, too? We got you some cool oh, Smurf yeah, glasses. Oh, yeah. We got some great glasses for my new, because we were talking about the Smurfs, how much I love the Smurfs. So it was a very thoughtful thank you gift. And I loved it. Thank you so much. You didn't have to get me anything. And I gave you some mushroom gummies, bro. Well, oh, you did. Uh, you know what? You know what? That was in New York, and you know what? I ended up giving them away because that's how sweet I am. The guy I shared them with, my friend Terrence, goes, "Oh my God, where are those mushroom gummies?" I go, "Let me mail them to you. I have the whole jar right here." I because I get so many drugs. I gotta you know? give you my guys info. So, have you been getting a lot of amazing feedback about your special? People are liking it. People are definitely. It's cool. I'm proud of it. People dig it. They get what I was trying to do. It's on HBO, and, everybody. Um, I, feel I mean, sorry, it. it's Max. It's on Max, Max now. Max. It's, that's never going to happen, naturally, saying Max no, over it HBO. And now you're on tour. I'm touring. And? Oh, <laughs> oh, and then this is the latest. She's on tour, and her Yaya is with her on tour, fucking getting into it left and right with audience members, anyone who speaks up or talks during a show, <laughs> she fucking goes to town on. I got in the car the other morning because we're both on tour and I was with Vanessa and Carla. They're like, have you seen Yaya's stories? And I'm like, and they told me that she's just going off on some woman who's telling her to calm down. Oh, yeah, a, white they had wo- a, a white woman. It's they like- had a whole thing and the lady got, <laughs> the lady didn't know she was my fiance. She thought she was just like an audience member. So the lady was like, I'm getting you thrown out of here and yeah I was like no you're about to leave ma'am and then oh, <laughs> the lady did get kicked out <laughs> 
how has it been being on the road with her? It's always fun. I, I mean, I'm really, really into my relationship now. There was a time when I was being a rascal, and I was Which I like to bring up. And she's like, just... <laughs> I go, so were you guys always faithful to each other when we're in Mallorca? I go, are you guys always faithful? And Sam goes, what the fuck are you doing, Chelsea? Shut the fuck... <laughs> shut the fuck up! I can't help myself, though. I love the... You know, I love, like, the dirt. I want the tea right away. And when I was being a rascal, I feel like I was always trying to, like, go on the road by myself, but... Now, like that, I'm I'm really like locked in, and I'm I'm doing the thing. I love having her around. It's just better. Yeah, it's I better. actually do more when I'm on the road. When she's not around, I'm just in the hotel room watching bad porn, being a like a weirdo all day. And I don't come out till it's showtime, and it's like I like know. a goblin of sorts, you know. I know. But I do the same fucking thing. When all she's the time. around, I go to the museums. I go out to eat. I take walks. You know what I mean? And then she's there. She remembers the sets, and like she'll remind me of jokes, and she also yells at audience members so that I don't have to be bothered with them so it's yeah. it's actually great that's good because it can be daunting being on the road it's lonely dude and it gets really isolating and you get really depressed like you don't think it's gonna happen that way but it gets really depressing really fast yeah there is a depressing element to it because mm-hmm. like like you like I like to drink Sam likes to drink we all drink I mean I don't know I'll either you're, if there's a comic either you drink or you're sober yeah. and um <laughs> yeah good point but I agree there are many days where I'm just like but I you know I really like to be in bed but I don't like to be in bed feeling like shit yeah I like to be in bed when I'm happy mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm, in, I'm like okay this is like if I'm not in the right hotel room if it doesn't have the right light exposure if it does if it's mm-hmm. not nice enough I'm not happy I'm just yeah. like uh, it's like a little jail so uh, yeah I want to I have to make sure I'm in, like, sometimes we check in, I go, I can't stay in this room. I need and a room. sometimes we go like, to these towns where it's like, yeah. it don't matter. There's just nothing here, you know? No right. offense to the place, but it's like, you could put me at any hotel. I'm going to be facing a brick wall mm-hmm. looking at nothing. And you're just like, what? Why, why am I doing this? It really makes you, like, question the whole thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, what is this for? I had a friend say to me recently at Comic, she was like, because she's always like, I don't know how you tour so much. Da, da, da. I'm like, I'm in that zone right now. I'm just loving touring. And I'm just, whatever. I go, I usually, sometimes I don't. But you right now I'm into it. So I'm just going to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I feel like, she goes, I went on my tour. And she goes, and I'm sitting backstage about to go on stage. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is the dream, right? This yeah. was this was the dream. And now you it can be easy to forget that this is what you wanted. I thought that it was going to be the best life in the world. Like there was a time like prayed for it. Like, I was like, I just want to do comedy in different cities every night and meet people. And I would just love to have shows all over the country. And now I'm like, I got to go to fucking Utah. I know. I know. But Utah's fun, actually. The show's (laughs) there. The show's there. Are you going to Salt Lake City? Yeah, I'm excited. But when you, it's like, it's just one of those things when you first hear it, you're like, what? Yeah, but Utah's and not. And then I like dug into Utah. Utah's and I was like, fine. let me look up some stuff and like let me see what what's going on out there. And now I'm like, I kind of want to go to Utah. Right, yeah. right. Talk to me about becoming more successful as a comedian and having people, more people recognize you. How are you handling all of that, that aspect of things? You know what? It's been super chill. I think I have cool fans. I think you build your fan base to some degree. It's like your attitude, your energy, your fans kind of reflect that. So, and I'm not a big like type of person. So I, my fans don't ever approach me with too much. They're always just like, "Yo, Sam, what's up?" Yeah, right. I mess with you. You mad funny, and I'm like, "Oh, thank you." So it's it's been very chill and like manageable. Especially like I I, I personally like when the older black people 
like tell me to keep going and like they see what I'm doing and like they appreciate it. That makes me feel really good because I am trying to just, you know, uphold some of legacy of black art and and being vocal about our, our black experience in this country. So when older people who have really been through the shit can look at what I'm saying and, and see the genuineness in it and, and the black excellence in it, then that feels good to me, you know. And then my white fans, are they're chill. They're, they're a little more, uh, but they so chill. Yeah. Talk a little bit about black excellence. I like that term a lot. So <laughs> I want to hear a black woman talking about that. Black excellence. Just, you know, like we have a legacy of barrier breaking artists, not just groundbreaking, but really having to break barriers to be heard, to be seen. I think that's a lot of where the term black excellence comes from. This this need to have to rise above and then rise above again mm. just to get to any level of recognition. And you have to actually be excellent. You can't just be okay. You can't just be like on par. You have to be excellent. And especially older black people, they have seen that with like the greatest to do it, the Diana Rosses. They've seen it with the Dick Gregory. So if they look at me at all and go like, hey, young lady we see some of that in you then I'm honored yeah it's interesting because I was like oh and when I didn't realize that the term meant like that you have to be excellent in order to get through I thought it was just when I first heard it that it was just about black excellence and it's like no it's almost like black excellence is mandatory to mm-hmm. get through and that's a different framework of looking at it. And we had some deep conversations when we were in Mallorca. We I took people kayaking at the wee hours of the night. Drunk. Uh, drunk. <laughs> I and that's not dangerous. I just want to say I live in Ottawa Bay. We didn't go out into the ocean. We lived, we were in a little port. And I just, and it's, and they were so fucking scared we were that I was going to capsize a kayak. I'm like, Dude. guys, there's no current. There's no, there's like, the, the tide is defense, low. It's dark as shit. <laughs> Chelsea's drunk as shit. We're coming from a restaurant. None of us talked about a kayak. And Chelsea just goes, I'm kayaking, and just starts, like, getting it all together. And we're like, okay. And the only thing that gave us comfort is we were all worried. And Carla went, she does this all the time, and just went in the house. And we were like, all right, then this must be fine. I got up through the middle. I got up in the middle of dinner, grabbed my mango daiquiri. I'm like, I'm going for a kayak ride. I was like, I'm, I'm, I have hit a wall. So I went. I had, Sometimes the ocean is calling me, you know, and I have got to get in it. And I and I just want to say I've given over, like, probably 60 kayak rides, and nothing is ever happened it doesn't matter what condition I'm in because I'm at one with the water and you're going two miles an hour by the way no one's going faster than that you're just like on this bay circling around boats sometimes you hit a boat but you can't even we, that's, did, we tapped the boat it yeah wasn't no big but game. you're not going fast enough to do any damage but just go with me here on the visual I want to paint a picture of Sam's body language when she got in the kayak which was fucking erect and fucking tight like she was sitting up straight with her back hands behind her back Holding onto the kayak, but slightly shaking because of the nerves and scared. She was so scared. I was like, Sam, it's going to be okay. It's going to relax. And then as we started going, because you're under the moonlight, so it's so gorgeous, you know? You're like underneath the stars, and the stars are so bright in Mallorca, and you're just watching the port, so you get out there, and you can see the whole town in front of you. All that is very true, but like, 
my blackness knew like I didn't have no business out on this kayak with this white woman at this hour <laughs> they were in this country. That, that so I'm I like, was... if something goes wrong, everybody in my family's gonna be like, what was she doing out there no, with that white lady? Like, and I would, I would never lie. I would swim your ass back to shore. Doesn't matter how shit-fisted I am, you would be on my back. I do you know how many people I've saved swimming? Well, only one really, but I could do it again. But <laughs> anyway, as we went out there, we were talking about your mother, and we were talking about her relationship with her mother, and it was a very deep, meaningful conversation. And I was coming back in and then she just really started to relax and I was like well we're gonna hang out then we're not going in because now she's relaxed and she's looking yeah. up at the stars and the moon and it was really beautiful every night there is so beautiful and you said some very profound things about your mother who's no longer with you yes so can you talk a little bit about your dynamic with your mom and your relationship with her and how it's um, impacted you man yeah I was well I was really a mama's like a mama's girl, if that exists. Like, spent a lot of time with my mom. We were kind of best friends. We would do everything together. She was very much, like, one of those black excellence mothers would, like, drill black history into me, take me to see Alvin Ellie every year when they came to the city, make sure I went to, like, see black plays, made sure I was, you know, well-read and just, you know, had some education about myself and all that kind of stuff. But mostly... She was a person that was focused on making a whole person. I, I noticed a lot of people just, like, feed a kid and take care of it. But she was really into, like, who I was going to be and, like, what type of human I was going to be in the world. And she spent a lot of time, like, building a human, which I, I really appreciate. There's, there were so many times where she would check my behavior and I didn't understand it. But now that I'm older, I was like, oh, she was just nipping some some nasty shit in the bud before it got too nasty and giving me real perspective. Like, when I was little, I was, like, a little bit of a mean girl and I could be a little bit of a bully. And, like, if I ever would act like that and my family or cousins would come over and I'd stop being nasty and didn't want to share my toys, she would, like, pull me to the side and be like, you don't treat people that way. And, like, now they're playing with anything they want and you go sit over here by yourself because mm. you don't know how to behave. And, like, just stuff like that. She was always actively parenting. And then when she was sick and she was passing away and she knew she was sick and was most likely going to pass away from lupus, she really started to, like, kick it into high gear of just, like, making sure I had the stuff that I needed, you know? And I, I just remember one poignant moment when I was about 15 and my mother passed away when I was 16 and I was really acting out. I was acting out in school. I was, like, coming home late. I was just not acting of my character because I was so upset about what was happening. I just really didn't know where to place any of the feelings. And I had started to just kind of separate from her. That's really what I was trying to do. I didn't want to be hurt when she died. Oh. So I started to try to like, oh. just act like I didn't, just try to separate that connection. So I started like hanging out late with friends and not coming home and just shit like that. And one day she just pulled me to the side and she was like, are you mad at me? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like, you're lying. You're mad at me. And I was like so scared to tell her that I was angry with her because I was like, what kind of person does that make me to be angry with my mom mm. just because she's sick? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she can't do anything about that, but I am really angry, you know? And she was like, that she's it's dying. okay. That she yeah, that dying. she's dying, that she was going to leave me, that she wasn't the same mom that I knew just four years ago. Mm. You know what I mean? We couldn't do the same things together. And we were so close and always together. And now she's kind of bedridden and can't go outside. And there's always doctors around and home health days. And it's just not what I'm used to, you know? And she was like, it's okay. She was like, I know you're mad at me. And I know you don't know how to tell me, but it's okay. And 
you deserve to be angry. This is, you know, this is a, a situation that is upsetting. And I'm your mother. And there are things that I am supposed to do. And I can't do them. And I get how that hurts you. And I just started, like, fucking bawling. I mean, I just started crying. Because it was, like, fear but also relief that, like, oh, she sees me and understands this. And I'm not, like, a fucking monster for feeling this way. And then she passed away the next year. And I'm always very grateful for that conversation because I don't know, I would probably had a lot more guilt on my hands without it. Yeah. I'd have probably been feeling way more guilt and I'd have carried that. And it's, it was already hard enough to figure myself out after that. But I can't imagine if I had added this super layer of guilt on top of that. And I think, you know, she was such a dynamic parent that she had the hindsight to relieve me of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just, I always have a special place in my heart for my mom. Well, I don't think it's a little. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, there is no one that, I mean, hopefully, when your mother is a full-bodied person, which yeah. is what she was trying to encourage you to be, there is no one that sees you like your mother sees yeah, you. Yeah, just a good woman. And in times when I was very lost without her, and didn't really have my way anymore, and I started to do some things that I felt were really against my character, I leaned on her lessons and who she was. So I always say she still was my parent all through my life, even though she wasn't alive, because all of her lessons and everything that she laid the groundwork for parented me in in the crucial hours when she wasn't there. So it was still like I had a mom. Oh, I love that. Well, on that note, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Moms are more than the stuff they do for us. The laundry, cooking, and driving. And by the way, dad should be helping with that stuff too. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best, and that's why Books is giving you 25% off your entire order of farm-fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Here's what's great about the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you cannot find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mother. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code CHELSEA. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. And we're back. And we're back. I love what you said about your mother. There are so many mothers listening. So, I mean, I, it is, it, there is a big differentiation between parenting and being like, okay, they have to go to school, get fed, and da, 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 and actually shaping the person that they become. Yeah. And also, all along, allowing space for the emotions that you have, you know, because I always say, like, people think they own their children. It's like, that's not your property. That's just of you. Like, they are here because of you and be, and by way of you. Yeah. But that's it. Like and truly engaging your kids like my mom would ask me a lot of stuff about how I felt what I thought you know even before we would go to the doctor she'd be like what are you going to talk to the doctor about today what are you feeling what's bothering you like just giving me autonomy over myself I think is super important yeah. yeah, so yeah. you guys don't know how to parent better than me and Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> hot parenting tips is the hotline where you can contact me. Yes, indeed. Are we ready for some advice? I think so. Okay. All right. Sounds like it. I feel like Sam's ready. Yeah, you ready, Sam? I'm ready. Well, our first question comes from L. Dear Chelsea, I have a predicament and it's hard to stand by and watch. I've been with my husband for eight years and his sister, who I love, has been with her husband for 12 years. We love them both, but they've had a conflict for the past two years due to his inappropriate relationship with a coworker who we all think he cheated on her with. He's never confirmed it, but he has engaged in a lot of inappropriate behavior, such as being in her room overnight while on a ski trip, lying to his wife about staying over in Fire Island with this woman, and also claiming she is his, quote, best friend. They're in couples therapy, and he is in his own therapy for his depression, which I personally think is fueled by his secrecy of what he's done. He even said he's unwilling to completely let go of this, quote, friendship for the sake of their marriage. My sister-in-law says that in her gut, she does believe something happened, but she feels she, quote, needs confirmation. I roll. I'm a therapist myself, and so it's difficult from not only a personal standpoint, but a professional standpoint to watch this go on. No one else knows this is happening. She wants kids as she's in her mid-30s now, and the situation is, of course, not making her want kids with him anytime soon, so she's putting her life on pause for him. I encourage her to set firm boundaries, which she struggles with. What else do I say to her? I really want to say something to him, and he knows she confides in us. It's so hard to watch her hurt. Meanwhile, we all know the untold truth. Sincerely, L. Well, from your from one rascal to another, what's your advice? You you're hey. a cheat. You were a cheater. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> See what I'm saying? This is this is what I'm talking about. Rabble rouser. Really? <laughs> um, there's nothing she can do. She got to mind her business. Yeah, there's really nothing she can do. <laughs> like, is. what are you gonna do? Like, your sister it doesn't. She has a hard time creating boundaries, so that means she's not like as strong as she can be, and she doesn't want to know the truth, even though her gut mm-hmm. is telling her something different. Anyone who lies about sleeping with a woman in a place is lying because they did something, right? Not because they didn't want to upset you, because you can tell the truth yeah. and say, "Listen, I know this sounds bad." Oh, uh, that's not you. true, bro. That's okay, not true. Here we go. That's not true. That's not true. There's been plenty of times where things like that have happened. I really did not do anything. But I'm like, 
it doesn't matter. <laughs> if I come with this whole truth and I go, yo, I didn't do anything, I'm going to live under the same suspicion as if I don't because she's not going to believe I didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, that, I'm telling you, but, I've literally lived this. So it's, it's not all, that's not all the way true. But the problem is, most likely he was already displaying certain behaviors and that's where I'm not, I wasn't taking responsibility. It was the fact that I was already doing other shit that made me less believable in that situation. Mm -hmm. Even though I was telling the truth in that situation, my track record was fucked. Like in a loving, happy relationship, I would say to the guy like, oh yeah, my boyfriend, I would say, oh, by the way, I slept in a bed with this guy last night. Like, I, I don't know why I would do that. Right. Because, I mean, I'm too old for that shit. But maybe, maybe there would be some circumstance I couldn't get home or something. But I would always front load the truth because I'm not guilty of anything. You know what I mean? In that realm, like yeah. in my relationships. I'm not some sort of, you know, I'm not up to, I'm, I'm, one relationship at a time is exhausting enough. Yeah. So, and also him saying that he wouldn't, that he wouldn't end his friendship with his coworker over his marriage. Hello. Like, I mean, she's just going to find out he's cheating on her yeah. at some point. Right. So it would be more proactive to like get to the bottom of it now. So yeah, I don't but think. But there's nothing you could do. No, I think as a sister, you have to let everybody yeah. learn the lessons yeah. that they're supposed to learn. Stay out of people's marriage. I, I have a firm stay out of people's marriage rule. Like marriage is a whole different sport. People have a lot tied into that. You get in the middle of some stuff and then they don't leave. Yeah, but you're not the one leave. who told Rosebud's husband to get plugs. I saved their marriage. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the reason that baby's here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah you probably did save that marriage I don't I wouldn't put it past you I mean would you say anything to the husband I mean what do you I would because yeah. I'm a confrontational person yeah. and I would be like hey fuck face I fucking know what you're up to yeah totally just to get a read on the situation because I'm pretty good at telling if people are lying or not mm -hmm. I mean it's pretty easy to spot a liar yeah people lie and they act like you know they can't look you in the eye they're distracted but she distracted, knows defensive. he's lying the wife knows she's yeah. lying especially that's his wife yeah. She knows that he's lying. She's just not ready to deal with it. Yeah, it's not right. Yeah, she's not ready. And also your gut is like how many times can we say this? Like you have got to listen to your gut. Your gut is telling you the truth. Yes. And the only time your gut is wrong is maybe if you're so high that you're a little bit paranoid and that might be fake, like a false intuition. Mm -hmm. But like when you're clear-headed and you have this feeling and it doesn't go away, it's because something is not right. Yeah. Yeah, they say you have more like brain cells, more thinking cells in your stomach than in your actual brain. So, like, your gut is actually communicating with you. It's physically, literally telling you stuff. We just have to listen. I think also the question that comes up for me, too, is, like, saying to your sister, like, if this is not the deal breaker, if, like, not knowing whether he cheated, whether he didn't cheat is not the deal breaker, do you really still want to be in a relationship with someone who treats you this way, who says he would not give up a friendship for you, who says, you know, that's probably an unhealthy thing, who lies to you, et cetera, who's being cagey? Like, is that enough for you? Even if he didn't cheat, is that an okay relationship for you to stay in? No. I mean, right. it's not. It's all, not. No, none of it. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. But they're married, though. Yeah. Yeah, but still. I don't know, man. I think, I think, I think we like to live in a world where we like to make these things so clear cut. It's so, is this that, or is this this? It's, you meet people at different places and phases in their life. They're going through different shit. Some of it is, if you fuck with a person, are you just going to deal with this person's shit? Are you willing to dig in there, unpack it, figure out why they are the way they are, 
why they're moving the way they're moving. Because it could be a billion reasons. And it's not just, oh, cheating. Because even under cheating, there's usually a lot of shit as to why someone moves this mm-hmm. way. And That's why true. someone gets whatever they get out of cheating. And so it's like, are you, are you, do you want to work with this person? And then the boundaries of how you're willing to work with this person. Which is hard for someone who's, like, I am bad at boundary setting. It's the thing I, we talk about in couples therapy all the time. As I was not good at setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it, we get into this big discussion about partially that is not the reason, but that was a partial reason why I cheated is because I was feeling so violated in my relationship and I was not good at going, stop, I don't like this, uh. or this makes me feel this way, or this does this to me. I was just splintering. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine, you're going to do that, do you. I'll just go over here and do me. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way to handle it. Which is why I say, it's like, do you just, you got to decide if you want to deal with the person. And that's why I say stay out there marriage, because you just don't know. And she could also be doing shit you don't know about. <laughs> the inner workings of what's happening there, she might understand more than you understand. Like, oh, some of this is based on this or that. Like, you just don't know their business. Yeah. yeah. Or she could just go directly to the source and ask the girl. Oh, oh. Not that she'll always tell you the truth. Because she said she needs to confirmation she's got a gut but she wants a confirmation go Mm -hmm. to the girl and ask her which if she hasn't done it yet is because she knows it's true because that's usually a woman's first move is to text the woman Oh, yeah, that's but texting really is no good. good. It's a face to face because then oh, you because yeah. then you like, can read so, the yeah. signs, read the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. like my girlfriend was having someone was having an affair. Uh, her husband was having an affair with this other woman, and my, my girlfriend same thing. They're now divorced, thankfully, but same thing. She went over to his house to snoop, and guess who was there? The girl that he denied oh. having a relationship with, and, and and they were sorry, they were separated at this point. So they were married and they were getting separated, and she didn't know because he kept denying it. I've never cheated. I've never cheated. This girl does not. We're not. We're only friends. We're only friends. She found all these texts, and she went over there and guess who was there with the key to his house? The fucking girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah. there's the confirmation, like you know, and that was it. And then she's like, fine, I fucking know now. Yeah. So right. I guess everybody needs to figure out the way that they need to figure out. But we're telling you, he's probably cheating. Yes. Anyway, do we have hey. next call? Our next question comes from Anna, and she is joining us on the phone here. Anna says, Dear Chelsea, it's been a year since my ex and I broke up. We dated for about a year, and it ended on pretty horrible terms. A few months ago, I found out through a friend of mine that he's on dating apps looking for relationships with men. On the one hand, this took a huge weight off my shoulders because up until then, I didn't understand why the relationship ended. On the other hand, I've recently started trying to begin dating again, but no matter what I do, every time I go out with a man, I'm inundated with thoughts that he is gay. I genuinely had never thought of it before, but now it's become my greatest fear. How do I get out of this headspace? Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi. Hi. I don't think you have to worry about every man being gay. I mean, you already did that. That doesn't happen multiple times. You're not just only attracting gay men. That's just like one example of what happened in your life. You know, stick to your original instinctual reaction, which was... What a relief. Mm-hmm. Like, it it probably had very little to do with you and very more to do with him struggling with his sexuality. And most men that are on dating apps, especially apps, because that there's the, I mean, what's the point of looking for someone you're not attracted to? The whole point is to hook up and meet somebody and possibly date somebody. So if you're on an app and they're seeking women, that's where the honesty comes in. That's the most honest part about being on an app is like, I'm looking to get laid with you, <laughs> right. right? I'm looking right. to date you. I mean, they can lie about other things, but the actual sexuality is pretty like, it's an open playing field. So if they're there to meet women, then I think you can like, you know, pretty much rest assured that that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And he also might not be like 
gay. Right. He might just be fluid. He might just be bi and didn't want to talk to you about that part. And he might be like, now I want some dick this week. You know, like now I'm in my months of getting dick. So you shouldn't take it like, oh, is it me? He's just out here chilling. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like he's just dating other people. Right. So I think my my fear is that I live in the South. And that adds like a whole other element to it, I think. And he's military too, right? You right. said so like there's a lot of Oh, you gotta give us all the details. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it actually has like a kind of incredible <laughs> dramatic story of the breakup, but what? Tell us. Give us the abridged version. You gotta give him the juice. Yeah. Okay. So when I told Catherine this story, I was the first time I'd ever told it like in totality. And so I'm gonna try to make it a little more brief than what I told her. But essentially, what happened? We like we dated for a long time, everything was great. And then one night we ended up going to sleep together in my apartment. He lives about an hour from me. So every weekend he'd like come down and stay in my apartment, whatever. That was nothing different. And we went to bed together and I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning to him coming into my apartment. And I was like, that's weird. Cause I fell asleep with you. What are you doing? And so I see him walk in and he is like blacked out, like figgity figgity fucked up. Like to the point that I'm like, what happened in the last, you know, four hours that you got to this point. So he comes in my room and I'm like, not about to argue with a drunk person. So I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep. What, what is that? Okay. Whatever. So I wake up, you know, like four hours later and I'm like, where did you go? And he was like, I told you that I left. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And he's like, no, I told you, I told you I went to go meet some of my friends. I'm sorry. Like maybe you just forgot. And I was like, okay, well, like on the off chance that that happens, whatever we go on with our day. And then later that night, I am in the bathroom getting ready to go to a friend's birthday dinner and he's coming with me and I see his phone light up on my bathroom counter and it's a Bumble notification. So I look at it and I look at myself in the mirror and I need everybody listening to this podcast to just like send a future prayer to my children that I'm ever blessed with them because unless they take on like the criminal prowess of whoever the hell killed the Black Dahlia, ain't no way they're going to get away with anything with me because I took the phone and I start packing up his stuff and just walk in the living room and I'm like, got to get out of here. What am I, what am I looking at on the screen? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And starts like messing around with it and deleting some like deleting stuff, hands it back to me. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, okay, let's redownload the app then. So I redownload Bumble and I give it back to him and see like all his matches, all his everything. And he hands it back. And he's like, no, like, I don't know. And I was like, all right, well, let me give him back your phone now. So I took back his phone and I went to the Uber app and I see that he Ubered from my apartment last night at like 1 a.m. to a bar that he said that he went to, but he Ubered home from somewhere else. So I said, let's look up the address. So I look up the address and it's a hotel. So I give it back to him and say, now what's this? How did you get back? Like, how did you get from here to here? And he's like, oh, I walked. I walked there. I I was having a bad night. And so I just ended up walking and then I Ubered back. And I said, okay, let's open up your Whoop app then, which is like Fitbit kind of, which tracks your steps. And I said, oh, God damn. I said, you didn't take any steps, King. You yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> King. She yeah, yeah. She yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, fucking seriously. Yeah, that's on the loose. Yeah, I was like, you didn't take enough steps. There ain't no way you could have walked from this bar to this. And place. why were you at a hotel? Like, wh- right. what about that? He said that that's just like where he ended up. And so I was like, oh. Yeah, I, I know that lie. Like, I just was walking and I was angry and this was the best place to get a car because yeah. it was a location. So <laughs> then I took, and then I, and then I used his face and I opened up his bank app and said, now you spent $600 on a room at this hotel, though. Mm, yeah, yeah, I would do. Yes, yeah, yeah, I would. You're like Magnum P.I. No, I'm not- <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. actually, I'm a horrible liar myself because this is what I go through in my own head. I'm like, how could someone possibly debunk this? And then I'm just like, oh, a raccoon actually came over to my house and um, and my lies are horrible because I just like. Damn. And so that's how you broke up. Well, 
no, unfortunately I don't have, I didn't have that much self-respect at that point and was like, I'm, you know what, I can forgive you of this. And then throughout the week, he kept calling me saying that he was having a lot of mental health problems and that he was suicidal. Then one day he was like, Hey, I'm having a really hard time. I think I have access to, you know, guns and stuff. Cause he's in the military and he's like, I'm having a lot of really, really negative thoughts. So he's like, I just need like a little bit of space for a second. And I was like, all right, that's okay. That was at like 5 PM on a Friday. And I wake up the next morning. I've not heard anything from him. So I start calling him and I realized he'd like removed his location and he wasn't answering his phone. I called him like a lot of times. I started texting his friends, asking if they'd heard from him. And they said, no, like reaching out to his brother, his everybody. So I ended up getting in the car and driving up to his apartment. I had a key and I go in and all my stuff is gone out of the apartment. We had pictures and notes all hung up. That was all swept clean from the apartment. And I didn't hear from him for two days. I really thought that he was dead. I was horrible. I was a mess. I, it was just a really bad time for me. And then he kind of just, she ended up showing up at my apartment and was like, sorry, I can't be in a relationship anymore. And he told his whole family, I forgot one of his friends to call me back. And he was like, yeah, I saw, I heard y'all broke up last night. So sorry about that. So he called his entire family and friends and said that I, that we broke up so that if I had reached out, then it would look, I was like, I was like a crazy ex-girlfriend being like, where is he? What are you doing? So it was wild. Haven't really heard from him since. A journey. Well, good riddance. Good, good riddance. I mean, first of all, I'm glad you shared all of your sleuthing because Mm -hmm. that's very important for our listeners to hear about because (laughs) and I I am more disappointed that you stayed with him after you found out that he went to a fucking hotel room and rented a hotel room. I know. And then came back to you at four in the morning. So, you know, let's not try, let's try not to repeat that. But honey, listen, you don't have to worry about, most men are not trying to have sex with women when they're gay. This guy sounds like he had a lot of issues going on. Who knows? what they are who knows if it's his sexuality at all maybe he's into both people and maybe he's into guys I take that whatever back. I mean he sounds gay I think he was secretly gay and yeah. he was struggling with it and he was yeah. getting blasted and going like hooking yeah. up with dudes and having drunk blasted gay sex yeah. but it's interesting because his little brother is bi and he's like super supportive of that and like is he's the oldest he's the oldest and he, he has like has a lot of gay friends well, it's, he's also in the military. It's like, right. that's not it's very easy to be in the military and be out as gay. Right. Like, that's not like, lo- that's not like rooted for, you know And you can I mean? also be like cool with other people being something, but then you can, you know, because yeah. sometimes people fetishize things and they're like, I'm not really gay. I just like getting my dick sucked by dudes. Yeah. And then they like, <laughs> like go, like compartmentalize. Yeah. And it sounds like it kind of crashed on him. And he was like, no, nah, maybe I actually am just holy this. And he didn't know how to like make that make sense. Almost all my friends also have the same fear, though, as I do. Because of what you went through? No, I know. This was like a pre, this is like before this even happened, that we're all like secretly dating guys that are gay. Maybe you need to get out of the South. No, it's, well, I live in, I'm going to expose myself further. I live in Nashville. And so right. it's very like, everyone here is like. Newly gay. <laughs> well, yeah, but they all, they all have this like look where they wear like their grandmother's pearls and weigh like a collective 80 pounds. So like, I think it's not what I grew up. Because I'm, I'm from the Midwest originally. And so, like, it's not like, like picturing, like, a man to be, I guess. Which is, like, so patriarchal. And I fully understand that. But it's okay. now it's just, like, a, an irrational fear that I have. Yeah. But I think, like, you know, it is irrational. And that's all you need to know about it. Like, you can't just, like, let that run you. You have to go out. First of all, I would have sex with people. I like to have sex with people right away to get things going. To understand if you even know what that vibe is going to be because mm-hmm. I've gone out with guys who aren't able to like have sex with me even mm-hmm. you know or get it up or whatever and I'm like well this isn't going to work it doesn't right. matter if you're gay or not like that's not going to work for me you know but like yeah there are a lot of people that are fluid and there are a lot of people that are bi and there are a lot of people who are ashamed of being gay that don't 
want to be out and about about it. But it's the exception. I would say it's not the norm. Like those dating apps. Do you know Taryn Feldman by any chance? She's a Nashville local. She's a no. makeup artist. Follow her on Instagram because she talks about online dating all the time. She's like, it's dick delivery. She's like, this is what I use it for. She's like, I want dick. And then if I like them, then I start dating them. And I'm like, okay, well, that's one, you know, that's an avenue for her. That's not for everybody because if you're trying to find somebody, you know, you may have a different approach. I don't have any shame about people having sex on the first date. I think that's actually very natural as adults. What, you know, like that's how you find out if you have chemistry. But I really need you to like reset your expectation. It would be very rare for this to happen to you twice. Okay. I think so. So think about that. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of people who are like, oh, I dated two gay men. (laughs) Usually it's one and done. Okay. That makes me feel better. But But it's also not a rational thought. You know what I mean? It's it's an experiential thought. Like it's happened to you and you're saying your girlfriends, it's definitely irrational for them as well. Because if, if it hasn't happened to you, there's no reason to be really that worried about it. That's like me getting worried about being bitten by a snake when it's never happened. Just because I don't like snakes and I don't want them to bite me. Yeah. I don't worry about that because it's ridiculous. Sorry if that's not the right parallel. But it's yeah. just like... The fact that it's happened to you is more on your side than it than it is for your girlfriends. Okay. Uh, your conversations with them should be like, hey, listen, I'm in the clear. Yeah, I got mine yeah. out the way. <laughs> My whole thing is like, now that I've like lived through this, I'm like, I could survive damn near anything. Because I, like, I have come out on the other side. Sure, like, I'm all glued back together now. And I'm, it's fine. <laughs> so even if it does happen again, if, it, if it's like lightning strike twice kind of thing. I'll be fine. Yes. Like, uh, you, you will you be will fine. Be. You will be fine. But just start thinking about all of the things that you actually want in a man mm-hmm. and actually visualizing that, manifesting it, all of that stuff. That Come sounds, on, Sierra's prayer. Yeah, yeah, Sierra's prayer. Get one of your, what is that called? Uh, what is Oprah's, like, not her wish list. What is, oh, no, it's not Oprah. Vision board. things. Oh, a vision board. Yeah. Oprah's just start cutting out things. pictures. Yeah, barefoot Yeah, Oprah's blanket. vision board, Oprah's favorite. Just go to <laughs> Oprah.com and figure yeah. out your problem, okay? <laughs> but seriously, just start body and like think about the what you are looking for write it down pull out pictures from magazines whatever's going to help you to get shift your energy towards the positive things you, that you're going to find you in a take man take a picture of billy porter and then you put a circle in a line <laughs> <laughs> not what i'm looking for not it okay that was helpful all right. All right. Yeah. Get back on track. Yeah. And I'm glad you're past that. And you know what? Listen, everybody who's ever gone through anything difficult and is out on the other side, is on the other side of it, understands that we can survive almost anything. Mm-hmm. As you know, any sort of emotional trauma, people survive. So you've gotten through that. You'll get through other things. And the important thing to remember is like you're in the position of a situation you've accepted the outcome and now your life has moved on. Like if everyone could hear that when they're going through the thick of it, it would be a much different grief process. It would be much shorter. And you know, a lot of you would feel a lot less like shit all the time. Yeah. And even though your situation was different because you was cheating, I do think this message is to like all like straight cis people stop making it such a big deal. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's not different than if he just was dating other people. People grow and are consistently changing yeah. who they were when you met them to who they are later. It doesn't really fucking matter, you know? It There's doesn't. a lot of dudes I had sex with who were like, a modern reason you're eating <laughs> pussies. And it's like, nah, man, I'm just living a different life now. Right. That makes sense. It'd be fun to tell a guy that, that you're exactly the reason I'm eating pussy. <laughs> I went from you to eating pussy. That's what I have to say about that relationship. <laughs> Turned me. You can go around and tell people that now. <laughs> uh, thank you, Anna, for thank, calling thank you, in. Anna. Appreciate y'all.
Good lighting in there, too. Thanks, girls. Oh, yeah. This is my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anna. Bye. It was like soft porn lighting. A little yeah, bit. It was. I, I, just felt my, I just felt my edible kick in just in time Ooh. for our last call. Yeah. Excellent. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Moms are more than the stuff they do for us. The laundry, cooking, and driving. And by the way, dad should be helping with that stuff too. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best, and that's why Books is giving you 25% off your entire order of farm-fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Here's what's great about the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you cannot find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mother. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code CHELSEA. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. And we're already back. Oh, my God. We're already back. So Lena wrote in and she says, Dear Chelsea, my partner doesn't drink often. However, about once or twice a year, he drinks a lot. He's British on an empty stomach. And that's when it all goes downhill. He turns into a different person and it often ends with him getting naked. And one of these times he left the house. If I hadn't been home to open the door, he'd just be locked outside the building naked. Another time, he got naked and walked into the flat next door, and as the door was open, he got into their bed and slept. Fortunately, he didn't wet their bed, which is another thing that often happens on these occasions. Last time, he was so out of it, he didn't know how to get home and didn't even know where home was. It took him four hours to finally get home after one too many calls from a then-pregnant me. I have no idea how he feels about these episodes. Brits are not exactly known for their communication skills. He behaves like it's no big deal, but I suspect he knows it is. 
I really, really want him to go to therapy to learn how to deal with his shit, not just drinking, but any other curveballs life throws. But I know if I suggest it, he'll dismiss it and possibly be upset with me. What can I do? I'm tired of dealing with his shit, even if it's sporadic. Thank you, Lena. Damn. Has she considered that she might be dating a werewolf? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why the British love to get naked when they're drunk. Is that a thing the British do? I was at a wedding once in England in the countryside, and this, it was a fancy wedding. We were at like some manor, and the fiancé, the groom, came out. We were all in this backyard of this manor having drinks, and it was a very British affair. And this guy, the groom, came running, streaking through the backyard, butt naked, And it was like a very fancy event and ran right into a brick wall because the whole backyard was encased by brick walls, ran streaking naked, ran right into the brick wall, slammed his head and face into the brick wall, ricocheted off of it, fell down, and then peed on the ground. Oh, jeez. And and then the next day was the wedding and he was there and everyone acted like nothing had happened. And and I was like, wait a second, what is happening? I go... (laughs) If this were America, he would be a Betty Ford. What if this is the same dude? It sounds like it could be. (laughs) But everyone was just like, everyone in England, there's a much different attitude towards alcohol there first. But this is a dangerous problem that you have with your husband. And the fact that you're scared to upset him is really, like, very telling because you can't be scared. You you have a child with him now, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't be scared to upset him. Who gives a shit? He has a fucking, like, allergy to alcohol. He's, like, allergic to alcohol. If, 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 when he drinks, he ends up in someone's bed. Like, what the fuck do the neighbors have to say about that? You could get arrested for that. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially being naked in their bed. Also, he's covering, like, a lot of ground naked. He's getting really far <laughs> naked. She's like, he goes, yeah. whoa, and like, walks, comes op- back. Opening the door for him, like, wh- why would you? Let him sleep outside in the Jeez. fucking cold so he can learn his lesson and wake up sober. And I understand British people are less skillful in areas of therapy and communication in terms of emotions. But this is something that he does need to go to therapy. He needs to find out why he's acting like that, why he even needs to do that twice a year, because it's clearly he can't be having a good time when he doesn't remember anything. Yeah. And it's also about you setting a boundary and you confronting him. Like, that's a part of it is that you can't be complacent. You got to go to him and say clearly, like, you're doing this and this is a problem. Like, and we have a child and this can't continue. Yeah. I mean, you have like five examples mm-hmm. already. And so I'm sure there are many more that you can cite. And it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable behavior. You're not going to tolerate it anymore. And what does he want to do about that? Yeah. Because it's not like he's doing it all the time. So he doesn't need to do it at all. Yeah. Right? But that's probably why he thinks it's okay, too. Right. Because he's like, I'm not doing this a bunch just. Twice a year, you got to deal with me getting a little wacky. What's the big deal? But it's like, no, it's a big deal, bro. Yeah. But I think, Chelsea, what you said is really important, too. Like, what do you want to do about that? Because it's not like, are we going to or are we not? It's like putting the ball back in his court. Like, what are we doing? What do you want to do? What are the steps you want to take? Because steps need to be taken, whatever they are. And let him know that you called into a podcast. Be like, I've actually reached out about this because I'm so worried. Yeah. Absolutely. Nip it in the bud. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's all we can do there. So moving right along to our last question. Dear Chelsea, I'm a 27-year-old gay guy living in New York City. To start, my problem feels like somewhat of a champagne problem. In short, I'm a people pleaser with too much on my social calendar. Since I've moved to New York, I've gone from knowing nobody to making a ton of different friends in so many different circles. Gay, straight, men, women, my groups run the gamut. 
Now, however, I feel as though each group and each friend wants a piece of me, and when I can't give it or decide to take time for myself, someone gets hurt and or upset with me. I feel like I'm always digging myself out of a hole with someone or kissing ass after skipping their dinner party, etc. for something else. I also feel like this is cutting into my dating life and the occasional nights I'd actually like to stay at home alone. I love my busy life and I'm an extroverted people enthusiast, but I do feel like I need them to understand that I have to fill my cup before I can fill theirs. Any advice? John. Well, yeah, just fucking do it, John. You know, what do you need to do? You don't have to explain yourself to all of these people. You just say, oh, I'm not available that night. You don't have to tell them why or that you want to be alone or that you're sleeping. Or you can. You know, just it's, you don't have to explain yourself to all these people. You're just not available when they want you there. So it's not a big deal. You're, you're actually making it a big deal. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think, agree. too, if you do want to have, like, something concrete to do, you could be like, you know what? Sundays is my, like, alone time. It's my, like, hermit time. And also, like, turn your phone off. Stop looking at your phone because if you're not seeing these text messages come in being like, hey, come to our party, whatever, you're not going to feel FOMO. And you're blaming everybody for wanting pieces of you instead of yourself. Like, you're the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you are overextending yourself. Mm-hmm. You're allowing yourself to be, like, you know, that's I, – I, I, people want pieces mm-hmm. of me, too. But I, I don't sure. – I don't give it to them. No. I'm like, I know. I need to sleep for two days. <laughs> I came home yesterday. I'm like, I have to sleep for 24 hours. Do not fucking talk to me. Do you know, call me. Nobody. And I throw my phone in the garbage. And it also sounds like, I- I'm reading this, but it feels like you're not being straight up either. It feels like because you're a people pleaser, you know probably two days before you're not going to this thing or you don't want to go, but you're just not being straight up and being like, yeah, probably not going to make that one. Or So it's a little bit about you being honest too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people pleasing is a lie. Yes. That's a lie because you're not, you're only just growing resentment towards the people that you're pleasing that you don't feel like it. So you're really not, you're pleasing other people yeah. while taking away your own kind of sanctuary mm-hmm. of space. And it only gets worse as you get older. So you have to really honor the time that you want to spend by yourself. And, and filling your cup up is way more important and you're going to have way more bandwidth for when you're around other people when you have enough energy on your own. Mm-hmm. And also like, It's okay to disappoint people sometimes. It's okay for them to be mad. And also, it's okay to just be honest and say, hey, I'm just not in the mood. I'm I'm really spent. I'm really tired. I've been socializing. I promised myself I'm going to take some time. And I am. And that's what I need to do tonight. It's also okay to just not show up. Like, everybody's grown. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, well, some people are, but some people are still growing. I mean, they look like they're grown, (laughs) but they're not. Anyway... Well, I hope that helps, John. Get your shit together is our final statement for that. Yeah. <laughs> so problem solved. <laughs> Sam, it's Yo. been a pleasure as usual. It was fun. All right. Love you, Sam J. Everybody, make sure you watch your special on Max. Yeah. Okay, so show dates coming up. Canadian show dates. These are for Canadians, guys. I'm coming January 19th, Edmonton. January 20th, Saskatoon. February 9th, I'll be in Winnipeg. February 23rd, Calgary. That is almost sold out, so get your tickets. Victoria, BC is March 8th. March 9th is Kelowna, also almost sold out. Not sure if I'm adding second shows yet because of my schedule. Vancouver is March 29th, and that is almost sold out. Then I will be in Salt Lake City, April 4th, and Denver, April 5th. I'm coming to Arizona at Maricopa, April 12th. April 13th, I'll be in Brooks, California at the Cash Creek Casino. And then I'm going to be in Santa Rosa Sunday, April 14th. I'm coming to Richmond, Virginia, Baltimore, Maryland on April 20th, Gary, Indiana, Prior Lake, Minnesota, coming to Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma on May 3rd and May 4th. I will be in Thackerville, 
Oklahoma for my rescheduled Windstar World Casino date. And I want to make sure that I give a shout out to our show for Netflix is a Joke Festival. I put together a show with some of my favorite comics. It's May 11th at the YouTube Theater downtown, which I've never performed in. So that's going to be fun. It's pretty big. I have Mateo Lane. I have Fortune Themester performing. I have Sam Jay is on the show and Vanessa Gonzalez. So we it is called a Jew, two Mexicans. No, a Jew, two gays and a Mexican. No, a Jew, three gays and a Mexican. So it's political correctness at its finest. And then I will be in Verona, New York on May 26th. And then I'm coming to Australia in July and New Zealand, uh, July 5th, Auckland. And I'm coming to Wellington, New Zealand, Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney. And then Thursday, August 1st, which is a long way away and a date I am just seeing that I am not ready to announce. (laughs) Okay. So those are all my dates that are up and available. So get your tickets. I can't wait to see you. Uh, Yeah, that's it. If you'd like advice from Chelsea, shoot us an email at dearchelseapodcast at gmail.com and be sure to include your phone number. Dear Chelsea is edited and engineered by Brad Dickert, executive producer, Catherine Law. And be sure to check out our merch at chelseahandler.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea here. I think we all know that hair loss has the power to kind of shatter your confidence. Not kind of. It really shatters your confidence. And that's where Zion Health comes in. Founded by top doctors in hair restoration, Zion offers both medicated and non-medicated treatments for men and women with thinning hair. Guys, unless you do something or talk to someone, your hair loss will only get worse. I'm not kidding, unfortunately. So get your confidence back on track and visit Zion xyonhealth.com to get support today. That's xyonhealth.com.